Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League. Now, while I was away on the Gold Coast, some massive Dragons news dropped. And why it's massive is because the Dragons are really in a tough spot going into next year. And we obviously talked about the Raiders today as well and how they're sort of in a similar situation, not as bad because they have got guys in other positions that can potentially move into the uh, the 5-8 role, obviously, with when KO Weeks goes down or, you know, if um, if Jamal Fogarty goes down as well. Nearly forgot Jamal Fogarty's name, which really is a concern. But uh, if one of those guys goes down, then you've got guys that can, you know, come into that 5-8 role temporarily uh, or the halfback role temporarily. Whereas at the Dragons, the only guy, the only guy, the only two guys really that can come into the 5-8 role at the moment are, well, three guys, Kyle Flanagan. But Kyle Flanagan's been rumoured to be a hooker going into the preseason that he's training at hooker. So I don't even know if Shane will consider moving him into the 5-8 jersey, but I, I, you know, I imagine it would have crossed his mind that you know they are in this situation and that Kyle might be the 5-8. But then again, you can imagine the scrutiny that... Uh, you know, Dragons fans would be giving and obviously NRL fans would be giving the Dragons regarding, you know, of course, Flanagan's going to give his son the first crack. That whole bullshit yarn is obviously going to come out if Flanagan does end up starting the year at six. But Flanagan's the first option. Now, I do, I did really like Flanagan's crack at hooker for the Bulldogs towards the back end of the year. Did very well there in New South Wales Cup. I think that he could be over the next few years a really decent, not even a backup, just a good hooker uh, over the next few years or maybe really um, kill it in a 14 role, which is what was rumored for him uh, to be playing when he was signed at the club before all of these dramas happened. But he's obviously the first option. I think that he's either a really good hooker or an out-and-out seven. I don't think that he is a six. And I think I sort of agree with what Bloke said as well. Um, You know, it could go one or two ways. He could either come in there and they'd realize, fuck, he's not the best in this number six role. He would be better in that hooker role that he was playing at New South Wales Cup and he'd move into the 14. Or, you know, he could kill it at six. I think that... He might go a little bit better with someone like Ben Hunt in the side who can direct the team around a bit and Kyle Flanagan can sort of just relax and just play a bit more of a an X-Factor um, you know, game like he was at the Roosters. And obviously, I use the Roosters as an example, but a lot of people will spin the yarn of look at the team he had around him, and it's fair enough. It is a fair point. Um, you know, obviously compared to when he was at the Bulldogs and he didn't have the best team around him and the Bulldogs as a whole weren't going too great. But place that sort of game, a bit more of an X-Factor, uh, X-Factory game, which a lot of people, you know, I'll probably get hounded by people saying that, you know, he's not that type of player, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. Opinion's your opinion. But I think that he could play, he could, he could just relax and place his footy uh, with Ben Hunt controlling the team and worrying about leading the side around the park. And I think that there was a lot of pressure on Kyle Flanagan coming into that Bulldog side because he was expected to be that general when I don't think that's Kyle Flanagan's game. He's a very good defensive uh, backup seven. I actually think that he could be a very good hooker, as I said before. Uh, the second option is Paul Turner. Now, Paul Turner... 
you know, two, three years ago, he was a center as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know. Uh, he was a center, uh, obviously had a few cracks in uh, at number six, I think in international level. Um, and obviously came uh, to the Dragons as a number six and obviously played a little bit of backup six at the Gold Coast Titans, played a bit of backup six at uh, St. George, but obviously got uh, got injured, I think, halfway through the year or towards the back end of the year. But he's an option there. I don't mind him. I think that he uh, played alongside Ben Hunt quite well, but I wouldn't have him as my first option. Uh, so he's another option there. Paul Turner, and then they've also got Jack Bird, who has played consistently in the 5'8 jersey um, for the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons for quite a while. I think last year, at the start of last year, he was there for quite a bit, or maybe the year beforehand, it was when he was there uh, very consistently, but he could come back into that role. Um, I think that he would be a great roaming lock. Uh, and obviously playing a bit of a lock edge back row type role, depending on where Shane Flanagan sees him in this side. He does look quite big. Uh, he does look quite big. So I think that he'd need to trim down a lot if he is going to slot into that number six role. Uh, he was quite trim or as trim as I've seen him uh, when he went and played 5-8 for that uh, amount of time. Uh, and I thought he actually did quite well. I thought that the Dragons looked like there was something there uh, when he was playing in the number six jersey. I, I really didn't I really didn't mind it at all. I think that out of all of those guys, I think Jack Bird's actually the best option as a six because I've seen the most of him at six. Um, but yeah, obviously Paul Turner and Kyle Flanagan, there are other options to come in and play six in this side as well. It really depends on what Shane Flanagan uh, wants to do, what direction he wants to go in, what playing style he wants to have. Uh, Ronald Volkman as well, when coming into this squad, was considered, uh, you know, to be a number seven. And I think that the consensus was having a guy like Ronald Volkman in the side uh, was that they were going to race, you know, see how he went the first year of the contract. Obviously, signed on a one-year deal. Going to see how he went. And if he went well, they'd let Ben Hunt go and he'd be the seven in that side moving forward. And they'd really kick off this rebuild that they're in, um, you know, at the... Dragons because they are in a rebuild. They are in a rebuild. They are, you know, not having gone the best for a few years now. Uh, it is time, you know, they haven't been playing the most exciting football either. So it's, it's really, it's a really about this rebuild stage that they're in. And if Ben Hunt goes, it's going to be a real rebuild in 2025. But, you know, I think that the consensus with the Ronald Voltman signing was that he'd take over at seven if Ben Hunt was to leave in 2025. Now they're up shit's creek because they've got no plan uh, when Ben Hunt goes. If Ben Hunt was to leave this side today, they would not have a halfback or at least a genuine halfback that could come in and play, um, you know, like, you know, similar to uh, how Ben Hunt would in this side or to the same effect as what Ben Hunt would in this side as well. So really, really concerning now that Ronald Volkman's not in this side because, as I said, if Ben Hunt leaves today, they are fucked. They are fucked. They, I know that Paul Turner played a bit of seven at the Gold Coast Titans, but he's not someone that I'd really have as a long-term seven. I'd have him as a temporary seven until they brought someone else in. If this is if Ben Hunt was to leave, as I spit onto the mic a little bit, that was disgusting. But anyway, um, but yeah, look, I mean that he's not someone that I'd consider uh, being there long-term, Paul Turner. 
They are up shit's creek. They've really got no depth in the halves. The only depth that they've got really is the guys that we mentioned before, Jack Bird, Kyle Flanagan, um, and Paul Turner for that sixth jersey. So it's going to be interesting to see who they're going to put there. The best option is a more trimmed down Jack Bird. If Shane Flanagan wants uh, Jack Bird to continue to play in that lock forward sort of role, which is what I'm assuming he will be playing, uh, either that or back row or potentially centre, but I don't see him playing centre uh, just with the shape of his body at the moment. I think that he'd be suited to play the roaming lock role or maybe on the, in, on the, on the edge uh, and giving some really good service to the outside men I think would be awesome. Um, but, oh, yeah, look, I mean, Jack Bird's the best option if he trims down. Otherwise, they've got Kyle Flanagan, who I imagine will be the more likely option I think Jack Bird's the best option trimmed down, but the more likely option for me is going to be Kyle Flanagan coming into play six because they really don't have much choice um, because he has played half more consistently in the NRL than uh, Jack Bird or Paul Turner. Paul Turner's coming off the back of a pretty serious knee injury, so I doubt that he would be shoved straight into the deep end to play in that six jersey, but he is obviously another option. It, it As I said, it depends what... Um, it depends what Shane Flanagan wants to do. But if Shane Flanagan is set on Kyle Flanagan being a hooker and Jack Bird being a six, maybe we do set, uh, sorry, Jack Bird being a lock forward edge back rower, we could see Paul Turner come in. It, as I said, really depends on what Shane Flanagan wants to do. Now, moving on from the half situation, Corey Allen's done his ACL. Uh, he's going to be out for the year. I think he still is going to stay. His contract hasn't been terminated uh, like Ronald Volkman's have, uh, Ronald Volkman's has, uh, and we'll sort of talk about that situation too. I f- completely forgot about that whole situation. It was pretty fucking hectic how that was handled, and I think NRL Physio did put something up about that. We'll talk about that first before we move on to Kyle. Uh, sorry, to Corey Allen. Before I forget, let's go to NRL Physio. Give me two seconds. <laughs> All right, so this is the timeline of events uh, with the injury for Ronald Volkman. And rating this, it's just so messy, so messy, this process. Absolutely hectic. So on the 12th of December, he gets a contract in contact injury at Warriors training. No scans were reported. Uh, so it looks like he didn't even have a scan after he was injured. Uh, but contact injury on the 12th of December. On the 24th of December, uh, Volkman's management request and obviously got granted uh, to terminate the contract at the Warriors for Ronald Volkman. So he's obviously left the club on the 24th. On January 2nd, the Warriors provide Dragons with medical report indicating shoulder irritation. So there was no scans and they just considered it as shoulder irritation. January 3rd. Now, you'd think that the Warriors would say, hey, he's had this injury at training. The shoulder, that we haven't done any scans. It might be worthwhile getting some scans done just to find out what the injury is, just so you can manage him a little bit better. No, they just said it was shoulder irritation. So, super messy already. January 3rd, Dragons announced the signing. Not reported at the time, but since revealed this was subject to medical clearance. So everyone thought that he was cleared medically to play with the Dragons. He trained with the Dragons on the 4th. 
they obviously made this big post. Uh, he was in a non-contact bib, but he was doing pass, uh, passing drills and everything. They filmed it all to make this big montage to celebrate the signing of Ronald Voltman at the club. It's January 5, scans performed on shoulder. So they finally got... So he was signed on the 3rd, and then on the 5th, two days later, after they had done a full two training sessions with him, Scans were performed on the shoulder, uh, revealed loose screws from previous reconstruction. So he had a reconstruction uh, previously and the screws had come loose. uh, And then they literally, on that day, on that day of the scans being performed, they terminated his contract. On that day, they didn't sit down for an extra two or even just one day to consider, you know, what to do here. On the day of the scans... He was terminate contract terminated on the day of the scans. So so hectic. So it's it life's unfair. Rugby league's a business, but this is so messy. Just how this whole situation was handled. Now we don't have all the facts, obviously, and even reading this and having all this information, you still sort of sit here and you think, I wish I knew more. I wish it made sense to me. What doesn't make sense to me is the fact that on the day of the scans, they let him go. On the day of the scans, where they could have sat down for at least, you know, two to three days and figured out, you know, could he go to another club, you know, try to figure out something for him, but he was terminated on the day that they had the scans. I think it's so messy. I think it speaks volumes of where this club internally is at right now. It's going to be a four to six month rehab period for him. Um, you know, I think in that regard, they probably could have kept him. I mean, you think about, you know, four four to six months' time. In six months' time, what is it now? It's January. So February, March, April, May, June, July. So he'd be back by July. I would have kept him in the squad for the year. Yes, you need a solution now, but I would have kept him to July and even then, just bring him back slowly, slowly through the 14 jersey, and then, you know, potentially have him in the six towards the back end of the year. If they're in a rebuild phase. It's not like they're going to have success right now. This speaks volumes of where they are internally right now, the Dragons. Handled so poorly, and I feel so sorry for Ronald Volkman, who, as far as I'm concerned, does not have a club going into 2020, 2024 or 2025. You know, he'd probably be playing park footy in 2024 for the rest of the year as of July when he gets back from this shoulder injury. I, if I was, you know, it's it's a, it's hard to make these calls. I don't know what the f- thought process is. I don't know much about, you know, managing teams or recruitment, stuff like that. So my opinion could mean absolutely nothing to the viewer. But if I was in this, if I was in the board, I would have at least considered to let him finish the year, recover with the NRL side, and then, you know, slowly bring him into the team towards the back end of the year to obviously play in 2025 at six or maybe even at seven if Ben Hunt was to leave. But he would have been back in July to terminate his contract, to terminate his contract in January when the injury happened in December. He probably would have been back before... Well, it depends when he has the surgery, obviously. But July, August, I mean, the the comp finishes in September. You've got a few months with him there. 
I think it's so hectic how this whole thing has been handled. So, so hectic. I feel sorry for uh, Ronald Volkman. Uh, and yeah, look, I mean, I hope a, a club gets him. I really do. I think I, I, even if it's on a trainer trial, I think he deserves f- to be at a club because he's so talented. He's got potential to be a starting half. We've seen that. You know, there are a few issues with his games, but that's nothing that he can't work on, you know, going into the next few years to ab- eventually be an NRL half. And, and look, the journey's going to be long for him. Um, you know, obviously trying to work his way back into an NRL side at the back end of 2024 when he, uh, you know, heals fully heals from this injury. But yeah, look, I feel sorry for Ronald Volkman. Um, it, it's going to be a tough period for him, and I do wish him all the best. Now let's talk about Corey Allen because it's been you know 17 minutes. We haven't even touched on Corey Allen yet. That is hectic. Uh, you know, to have one training session, only one training session with the club, and then to do your ACL. So, so, so hectic. It is the six to nine month full recovery time for him. His season over, you know, obviously getting a fresh start with a new club for him. St. George, just the unluckiest club ever. St. George, just the most unlucky club at the moment. I mean, look, look at the injuries they've had. The luck they've, they've had with signings as well. So unlucky, St. George, so unlucky. And and look, I wish Ron Revoltman the best. I wish Corey Allen the best. Corey Allen's one is pretty hectic now because he will be out for the full season. Um, I don't know if he was on a one- or two-year deal. I imagine, you know, that he's on a two-year deal because otherwise, why are you terminating the contract of a guy that's back in July and not terminating the contract of a guy that's going to be back you know, next season, won't even be back this season. So, interesting stuff. So, so, so unlucky for Corey Allen. He'd be one of those guys that I thought would have had a breakout year and he would have been exactly what they needed. But look where the club's at now. They've got no depth in the halves or pretty much in the spine. Their depth for the spine is literally Jack Bird. It's Jack Bird. They're in a really tough spot going into 2024. I think if they weren't going to win the spoon before, they are going to win the spoon now for me. I think that, you know, unless they find someone to come in and do a job, I mean, they had a chance to sign Brendan Wakeham as well, and he's obviously been signed on a training trial at Manly. So, you know, unless someone pops out the blue that they can use uh, for the 2024 season... They, there's going to be not much success at the Dragons in 2024. I think they do get the spoon, uh, and it's going to be a tough road back, especially if they find out that in 2025, Ben Hunt's going to be at another club. You know, it's it's going to be a really tough year. There's going to have to be a few signings made going into uh, the going through this season. There's going to have to be a few signings for 2025 made. Uh, hopefully, they're a bit luckier with signings. A bit, a much more lucky with signings, sorry, than what they were obviously this year. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's so unlucky. Best wishes to Corey Allen and to Ronald Volkman with those injuries. So unlucky for the Dragons. Um, if you want to hear my full Dragons preview for the 2024 season, uh, make sure you go back and have a listen to that one. It came out a few days ago now, just at the start of Jan. Uh, so if you want to go and listen to that one, make sure you do. But otherwise, best wishes to Ronald Voltman. Best wishes to Corey Allen. 
Best wishes to the Dragons, who are now in a very tough spot. And Shane Flanagan, he is going to have to make some miracles happen if he wants to get this side to avoid a wooden spoon in 2024. Well,